Get ready for another exclusive. Good morning and welcome to She Rises Studios podcast. My name is Hannah Olivas and I'm here with my co-host Adriana Luna Carlos. And we are super excited to dive into our next three-week series. Our topic is going to be how should we handle things that trigger us. We have a special guest with us today. Her name is Leslie Garrett. She is a mindset and emotional awareness coach for women. She helps her clients achieve self-awareness around their emotional triggers through shifting their mindset so that they can make better decisions when they respond, which allows them to bring more balance, peace, and harmony into their life. She works closely with her clients starting with mindset because that is the foundational piece to self-love and self-acceptance. She teaches her clients about triggers and how they affect us emotionally by helping her clients tune into spot and understand their own so that they can become more self-aware of their trigger moments and emotional responses. With proven tools and techniques and with her guidance, her clients tap into and discover their true potential to living their life and loving the life they are living. Please welcome Leslie Garrett. Thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us here today. And just wanted to quickly ask you, where are you from and where are you right now? Hi, thank you so much. So I'm originally, oh gosh, from a couple of places. So I was born in New Jersey, but I was raised in Canada. So pretty much I grew up in Toronto, Canada. And now uh, after I'm, I'm married and uh, my husband and I decided to start living a nomadic lifestyle. We can talk about that another time if you like. But um, right now I'm coming to you from Puerto Morales, Mexico. Wow. I want to yeah. be there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> beautiful. (laughs) It sounds amazing. So today we are talking about emotional, mental healing and balance. But our main topic that we're going to discuss with Leslie is how should we handle things that trigger us? And so I think we should just dive right in. And how do we transform our triggers or recognize our triggers? Okay, so it's not really as easy as it would sound to do, like just to actually recognize it, because part of it is been ingrained in ourselves for like over time. And it usually starts when we're younger, because of course, when we're young, we're formulating our opinions, our responses to things. And over time, we've allowed those to become our normal day to day responses and, and how we go through our life. And that's just normal. And so to be able to actually go back and figure that out is the first step, because especially if you have something that really triggers you all the time, like on a daily basis, you know, it's your trigger, your, your trigger thing, and you need to be able to have that moment where you can say, okay, this triggers me, how do I like manage it? It's not as simple as just saying, how do I manage it? It's really going back to figuring out that first time when you really felt that emotion based around whatever that was. And it's usually a similar emotion. And so taking you yourself back to those, that first time when something similar maybe triggered you the way you respond today, and then figuring out the why behind it. What was happening? Why did I respond that way? Who was, who was involved? Like, where was I? What was I seeing, thinking, feeling, smelling, tasting, whatever that was. And being able to then bring that forward into our adult life and say, okay, I was five years old when this happened. This is how I managed it because I was five years old. Now I'm 35, 45, 55 or whatever that age that you are. And like now, okay, I can change my mind how I, how I respond to something because at five, I didn't know how. 
at 35, 45, and 55, I kind of think I've had a little bit of life experience, but now I can try to figure that out. So transforming our triggers is really kind of finding out the why behind why we are responding to something the way we are, because it started somewhere, and recognizing that, but diving into that where, where it started and why, and then figuring out how can I now switch it so it's no longer evoking that that emotion from me the way it typically does where I don't have control over it, but rather I can, it has control over me. So being able to switch that. So it's like, basically you're saying it's how we're wired and it typically comes from something in our young, younger years, a traumatic experience or. Well, sure. And we have to also think about this too, because we can go really deep if you want. Um, When it comes to how we are wired, it starts from when we are in our mom's belly and to the point of when we are like, we're born, we go through life, we experience things, we're children, we're sponge, we're taking it all in, we don't have the filters, we're, we're just operating off of taking all the information in, trying to see what works and what doesn't, but not understanding that we can let things go. And that's just from our own personal experience. But then we're also watching how other people are experiencing how they show up and when they are triggered by something when they are responding to something. So we're learning through the lens of someone else. We're learning from our own personal experience. And that's usually, again, it's because we are born, we're born without really knowing how we're going to respond to something until we start having those experiences. But we also watch how other people uh, experience their own emotions, their own experiences. And then on top of that, you also have cultural things too. So you, you've got the, the triple, I call it the triple whammy, because you have your personal, through the lens of other people, and then maybe even cultural. And that is like, and, and because I come from, I come from two different cultures, like my mom is white and my father is black, and so there's two different cultures right there. And learning from both cultures and how they view specific things is now, has shaped me in my belief systems around certain things. And so... We have all of these things that now I think we're starting to talk about that as, you know, through my generation growing up, it really wasn't something that was really spoken of because I don't think people really were dialed into that. So as a mindset and emotional awareness coach for women, what is kind of like the first step and process that you take with your clients? Absolutely. So my main foundational piece is mindset. I believe that mindset, meaning our set of beliefs that we have over time formulated, are what influences our thoughts. And then our thoughts, our mindset, our set of beliefs influence our thoughts. But then our thoughts are what dictate our the words that we speak and the actions we take. And our thoughts over time, because of what we believe, they can become habits. And so then, of course, those habits are formulating the things that we say and do. What I do is I work with my clients first with mindset, because in order for you to be able to move forward with anything in life, you have to understand how you are responding to specific things and why, so that you can make change. Because you can give someone all of the steps to move forward from right now, moving forward, but if they haven't dealt with the things that they've been carrying with them for their whole life, it may be going to work a little bit, but not as transformational as they would want. If they can get a, a handle on those things that were from before and start formulating new opinions, formulating new beliefs, switching the limiting beliefs to something more empowering, it will help them to move forward. So 
foundational piece for me is mindset for sure. So you talk about limiting beliefs and it's actually something that we've been talking about now, I believe for four weeks, you know, we share what different types of limiting beliefs we have as women. And when we're triggered by something, you know, I believe personally and can speak from experience that certain people trigger me because of past experiences that I've had with them. And I've had to learn to shift my mindset to kind of detox away from the the person or or the you know the place of what sets the trigger off but i think with getting our you know what triggers us under control and that mindset shift i also think that there's a part in there that requires some form of forgiveness even to ourselves or to the person who does trigger us or has hurt us and how do we do that how do we forgive and move on and not let those things become a trigger to us Well, and that's a loaded question too, because forgiveness is probably the hardest piece that I work with my clients on because they are holding on to past hurt and the emotional connection to that. You know, when we've been hurt by someone, there have, I'm sure people can relate to this, that you can say, yes, I forgive you. But a lot of the time you will hold on to that and say, well, I'll forgive and I won't forget. And I think that's the part that, I think hurts us in the long run, because if you are saying, I will forgive you, but I won't forget it, what that's really us and saying that I'm going to carry with this, this with me for the rest of my life. And so if you can allow yourself to say, you know, I actually will forgive, but I'm also going to just file that away and I'm not going to use it again because it's not, it's not going to help me my overall well being at all. What I like to do is I help I've gone to one, there was one lady I had gone through this exercise with her. Um, this was, we, we had done an in-person coaching session. And what I had her doing over a, a period of weeks was putting together what I call forgiveness boxes. And it was really taking time to look at those people in her life who she felt had wronged her and writing out the forgiveness part of how she forgave them for what they had done because she couldn't unfortunately go back and have these conversations with these people. So she was going and she was writing it down. I forgive you for this. But she also said, I also want you to understand that I am not holding you accountable or sorry, responsible for me carrying this with me because it wasn't your fault that I decided to carry it as an emotional burden. So she was also taking responsibility for carrying it with her. And then the, and that was, so I had her do four boxes. Three was for the people um, that had hurt her. And the fourth was the forgiveness box was for herself because she also had to learn to be able to forgive herself for choosing to carry her emotional burdens and for not allowing herself to let them go fully. And in each box, she also didn't just put all of negative. I had her also put in something positive about her relationships with each of these people because even though we might have past hurts with these people that have, have wronged us in our on our eyes, we also have had good memories. And so I wanted her to also be able to remember them in a positive way as well. And then we ended that whole ceremony with burning the boxes and then and letting that go. And and it was so it was such a beautiful moment because when she was able to actually she looked at me, she said, I I can't believe how liberating that made me feel to actually like let it go because she finally felt that was the final piece to releasing 
how she felt, like what she was going through by carrying these burdens. And because our emotional burdens do become physical burdens if we carry them for a long time. And so when she was able to do that, it was so beautiful. And she felt like I can finally move on because I had been carrying this around thinking it was my, my burden to carry, which is I always like to tell my clients, it's not your burden to carry these. And that's how I worked with someone recently just in an in-person session. And, and it was like a beautiful moment. I love the forgiveness box idea. And I have, I, I think I, I'm going to actually do that. <laughs> yeah. So, but I love it's, it. it's definitely, it's, it's like you're saying you're, it's no longer our burden to carry. You're doing a personal purge, a release, a detox of all of that, and you're allowing yourself to move on. It's like the saying goes, you know, you carry that hurt or that anger, whatever that trigger is. And if you don't forgive and let go, it's like you're drinking the poison and waiting for the other person to die from it. And that is not good. Like you're exactly. saying, you're, you're talking about it being a mindset. I say it's a mindset and a, and a daily lifestyle to be able to get those triggers under control or, or work through them. And when we don't, I think it leads into anxiety and panic and depression and all these other things that we as women pick up along our journey. If anyone is listening today that can resonate with anything that's being said, there's definitely some powerful, powerful advice being given here. So when you're trying to resolve and, and we kind of went into how to forgive ourselves and what the process looks like. And I was just curious, when you're going through this process, do triggers, are those still things that your clients say, I'm still having problems with triggers or does that, that process kind of help resolve some of those triggers? And how does that look with continuous triggers? Okay, so that's a great question. And one of the things that I like to talk to my clients about as well is that it's not about fixing yourself. It's not about that things are just going to go away miraculously. It's really just about having that self-awareness around it because a lot of the time we're not aware of those things that are triggering us. We're aware that we're having a moment. We're aware that something has set us off. We're aware that we don't feel a good certain a certain way we we feel a certain way that we don't feel good about but we're not really aware of the why and so this whole forgiveness process is really to help not only to again through the mindset exercises that I go through with my clients bringing them to that self-awareness and then helping them to to dial in that it's okay for you to recognize that this is happening and that you have the power because a lot of the time people feel that they, they they don't have control over how they feel that someone else or an external uh, circumstance an external outside force is making them respond a certain way and really what it is is just your emotions are are getting the best of you it's because you have power over how you respond no one else has the power even if they are evoking that emotion it doesn't mean that they have the power to make you respond a certain way. So with triggers, it's going to be a daily thing. I always say it's not just a one and done. Your journey is always going to evolve. You'll get better and better at recognizing when you're having those moments and you'll get better and better in how you respond. And so the level of intensity of that emotion may not be as strong as it used to be in the very beginning when you really weren't in that self-awareness process. You weren't really aware that this emotion was 
so strong around this particular trigger and the why behind it. But now that you are more self-aware, because really it's about having that emotional awareness and that's through going back and recognizing what's your belief system. Like, why do you believe this? Where did it start? And, and then you're, you have the opportunity to make those changes if that's what you want. Yeah, that's great. And I also found that communicating with close loved ones that you trust or maybe some friends, they actually help me kind of overcome some of my triggers by allowing me to talk it out with them and them giving me kind of their tips and advice. So I feel that the more you talk about it, the more you don't let it consume who you are or the quicker you'll be able to overcome those triggers. So I thank you for all that. And then what is the key to dissolving stress and increasing balance and harmony? Wow. Okay. So in decreasing stress really is for me, I can say just from my own personal experience is that having that awareness around my own personal triggers, my own personal emotional triggers and anything external to that because it goes really deep. Like I, I do take them deeper because it's not just about those things that I've you've maybe experienced. There's also going to be external forces that will trigger you, trigger that same emotion. Um, and it doesn't even have to be related to that. It's just actually loving who you are so that you are able to like have better responses. And so I touched on loving who you are because that's also part of it. When we touched on tribe. I feel like when you have a really strong support system of people who support you, encourage you, uplift you without judgment or criticism, again, you have people that you can lean on when you need to and vice versa. But you also have, um, you also make sure that you have those those processes in place to support you overall, such as the quality me time, meaning things that you do for yourself that are non-negotiable, whether that's going for a half hour walk outside, listening to your favorite podcast and you're walking and, uh, you know, just in nature and it's just you or you're going and sitting in your backyard and you are deciding you want to meditate out in the sunshine. Or if that's taking a long bubble bath with a do not disturb sign on the bathroom door and that's your your me time. You have to fill your cup with things for yourself. And that also includes what you put into your mind, feeding your mind with positive things. So I really truly believe when you have these support systems in place, such as your quality me time, you're getting proper rest. I also talk about hydration and exercise because you need to take care of your body. You need to take care of yourself. And when you have all of these things in place, that promotes a healthier you, and that also promotes a healthier mindset, which then will allow you to have better control over your emotions. And it's not like it's a one and done. Believe me, I've had moments where I've actually had to say, oh, you know, because we're human. And if we can recognize that we're going to have those moments of being human and not beat ourselves up for it, that it's okay you recognize it. That's called self-awareness. When you don't and you just become your normal MO, that when someone or something bothers you and you go from zero to 100 in just a matter of seconds, and then you have to go back and fix those moments because someone got into the crosshairs of your emotional outburst, that's when you're not really practicing self-awareness. But when you have that moment and you go, oops, I had that moment, 
and I, I'm aware of it now, it helps you to get better so you start recognizing when those things are triggering you. That's how it kind of comes back to working with my clients around triggers and how to recognize them and how to start managing them better because it really does take time and it's okay if you mess up. I think a lot of people beat themselves up when, when they've messed up over time. They have those same trigger moments and they have those same responses and they're hurting the same people or saying the same things over and over, but they're not giving themselves any grace. And that's part of it too, is extending themselves grace and understanding that it's okay and then you can just be better. And that's pretty much what I do every day is I strive to be a better version of myself every single day. I think you said so much in, <laughs> in, in that question. You know, you do have to forgive yourself. You do have to give yourself that grace along with the, the mindset that we've talked a little bit about today, the constant ever going shift. We don't just wake up and say, oh, today my mindset's great and life is good and we're all healed. And like you said, you know, we're all human. We're going to be human for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, human <laughs> being human means that we, we have faults. We have things that we have to work through every single day. But if we can recognize what those things are and embrace them, embrace our flaws, it, it's so much easier. And I think that when we're talking about how should we handle things that trigger us, I really think the process also involves really doing some self assessment, like really having to look at yourself and dig deep and get really honest and vulnerable with yourself, face things that maybe, you know, we don't want to face. But once we do, and we cross over that threshold, each time that something comes up or something may change, it becomes easier and the mindset becomes a lifestyle. Absolutely. And I think part of it too is that I, I believe that we have like those three, there's those three spaces. And I've talked about this uh, a few months ago on a live that I had done on Facebook around the three faces that we show. And it's, a, it's our circle of trust. And so our outer circle, that, the face that we show to the world, and that is especially on social media, that's the face that everyone sees. And so if you're watching people on social media and you see that they're all doing so amazing with their lives and you start comparing yourself to them, you're not really seeing the true version of that person. You're seeing what's on social media. You have no idea what's going on in, in the back end of everything that it's taken for that person to get where they are. The, the section in the middle is what I, the inner, not the inner inner circle, but the there's a circle in the middle where it's, for your family and your friends, closest people, but you still have a wall up because you're protecting a vulnerable, your vulnerable self, even from yourself. And then you have your inner true face. And sometimes that's the hardest one to, to face ourselves, like for us to recognize and take accountability for, because a lot of the time we don't like what we see. And part of that too is not working on the things that will help us to be a better better for ourselves overall, whether it's emotionally or whether it's for your body, your mind, your soul, whatever that is that you're working on. If you have a better understanding of who you want to be, where you want to go in your life, how that looks like, and being okay with that, that's the piece that will allow you to face that inner, that inner 
person of yourself. Show that person to the world and be confident. And that takes work. And it's a daily practice. It's not a one and done. And so if anyone's looking for that magic pill or that magic thing that's going to like transform their lives like instantaneously, then they're going to be searching a long time because it's not about a one and done. It's not about just do this for 30 days or do this for six months and you're cured because there's no cure. You're human. You're beautiful. You're unique. I believe every human being has been born to add value to this world. And you just have to find the value in yourself so that you can show that to the world. Thank you, Leslie, so much for everything. You went through so much, all the steps and process that you provide and what you think it takes to heal. And one of the things we, we ask all our guests on the show, you know, what is something that most people may not know about you? Oh, well, <laughs> um, well it's just funny because I was actually talking to some of the women in my Facebook group and I was saying like, you know, like I love, I'm a huge Rush fan. So I'm like into heavy metal or into progressive rock. That's just something I grew up with. So a lot of people will look at me and go, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. No, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> In a way, I could kind of see why they might think, huh, okay. Just because, you know, we haven't personally met face to face, but I do see a lot of your lives. And, you know, I listen to a lot of your content. I've read a lot of the, uh, you just did two articles recently in uh, Brains Magazine, correct? Yes, I did. So I could see why people might think, huh, rock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think that's pretty awesome. It's good to be well-rounded and involved in all types of music, you know, definitely for sure. And, you know, we just, <laughs> we amaze ourselves and others who are watching our journey and listening to us. Leslie, thank you so much for your tips and advice and strategies that you've shared with us today. We are so excited to kick off the next three weeks of how should we handle things that trigger us. And today, ladies, our guest was Leslie Gadet. Leslie, can you please share with us how these wonderful women can find you? Sure. I think the best place to reach me would be on Facebook, and it's just my name, Leslie Gaudet. Or you can, if you want to, like, actually reach out to me directly, you can email me at lesliegaudetcoaching at gmail.com. Before we leave, I just wanted to let everybody know, Leslie is one of our speakers at our She Rises Studios Women's Empowerment Summit. So if you enjoyed what you heard today, please make sure to join us on May 14th and 15th because she will be sharing even more. Thank you all so much for joining the She Rises Studios podcast. You can follow us online at She Rises Studios or visit our website at www.sherisesstudios.com. Follow us on Instagram.